Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. So this morning, um, I'm speaking on uh, the topic of, and I get this cleared by Brother Kylie, um, I'm going to talk about gambling, so in case anybody has concerns. So. Um, but I have a thought of, play the odds, but don't get caught counting cards. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But ye are a holy nation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, particular people, they should show forth the praises of him that called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I want to encourage you today um, that we are going to see the king. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-18. Paul writes, But I will not have you to be ignorant, brothers, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so those which also sleep in Jesus will God raise, bring with him. For we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that ye which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not precede them which are asleep. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Many of us have heard this uh, for years. The Lord's coming back. Generations before us have heard this. Songs have been written a long time ago, singing about the rapture. Songs like, soon and very soon, we just sang that. I'll fly away. This has been something that we've heard, again, for years and generations. The message I'd like to convey today is, play the odds, don't get caught counting cards. We've heard this for years as far as the rapture. Matthew 7.13. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, broad is the way, that leadeth to destruction, and many of the be that find in thereat. Verse 14 says, Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. There are examples in the Bible of these kind of odds. Start with Noah and the ark. Genesis chapter 6 through 9 talks about Noah and the ark. And Noah, it took him about 100 years to build the ark. Genesis 6, I'll read 6 through 13. And it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man who I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, fowl the air, for to repent me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. There are generations of Noah. Noah was just a man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. The Lord looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, and all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And the Lord said unto Noah, The end of flesh is come before me. The earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. About this time, it's estimated that about 235 million people on the earth at the time of the flood. Eight faithful people made it into the ark. 
Next example we have is Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis chapter 18, starting with verse 21. It says, I will go down now and see whether they have done any, done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will. No. Men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom, but Abraham stood yet before the Lord. Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou destroy the righteous with the wicked? So it sounds like he wouldn't even get close. He was kind of staying away. For eventually there would be 50 righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the 50 righteous therein? That be far from thee to do after this matter. Just slay the righteous with the wicked, and that righteous shall be as the wicked. That, far, that be far from thee shall not judge not judge the, all the earth to right. And the Lord said, I will, if I find Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all their place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure there shall lack five of the 50 righteous. Will thou destroy all the city for the lack of five? And he said, If I find there be 45, I will not destroy it. And he spake yet again and said, Peradventure, there should be forty found here. And he said, I will not for it, I will not do for it for forty's sake. And he said unto them, O let not the Lord be angry, and I speak, Peradventure, there be shall be thirty be found there. And he said, I will do it, not do it, if I find thirty there. And he said, Behold, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, Peradventure, there be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak but this once. Peradventure, ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And about that time, there was about 2.4 million people in Sodom and Gomorrah. So it ended up being less than ten people getting it out, which ends up being um, less than two, two tenths of one percent of the righteous in that city um, getting out alive as compared to the rest of the world that was doing their own thing. So again, um, I'm talking about this morning is don't get caught counting cards. In 1980, there's a group of about six students from MIT that formed a uh, uh, MIT blackjack team. They've developed a card counting techniques and sophisticated strategies to beat casinos at blackjack worldwide. They succeeded to some extent and then um, were found out and they were removed from the casinos because they were, um, had figured out what was going on with the cards, things like that. So they had figured out the system, played the system, and were taking advantage of it. Um, and these people learned the same, the game blackjack so well. Um, again, they created the, the system um, and know which cards were in the deck, which one had been played, which ones haven't. I can see where some folks in the day of Noah, Son of Gomorrah, maybe were caught, were caught counting cards of life. They saw what was going on, but nothing was happening, so why change their ways? People in the days of Noah saw Noah building the ark. Some may have even helped him build the ark. And Noah was telling them, flood's coming, flood's coming. But nothing happened, so they just lived their life. 
maybe the neighbors of Lot, Lot may have said, you know, what we're doing here is not according to scripture, is not according to the laws of God, is sin, but nothing changed, nothing happened. So they didn't change. Till one point, uh, they may become nervous when all of a sudden two men, strange men who were angels came into the house the night before the city was destroyed to warn Lot to get out of what was going to happen with fire and brimstone. So all that brings us to 2017. Our world population last year was 7.6 billion people. The world's Christian population is about 2.18 billion per the Pew Research Center. That breaks down to 50% Catholic, 36% Protestant, 14% Orthodox. So we had a men's breakfast yesterday, and part of that was kind of people giving their testimonies, and about half of the 15 or so men were there were from the Catholic background. So that kind of plays right into the stats here. So of that 2.1 billion, 1.8 billion, 280 million are Pentecostals worldwide. That breaks down to 4% of the world's population. There are 6.4 million Pentecostals in the United States, which breaks down about 2% of the population in the United States. We're running pretty close to what these other um, societies ran, which is not good, but to let you know that um, what we have is, is special, and what we have, the Bible says, um, do not sell. So I'm encouraging you today to take what we have, share it, but know that we have something that is um, a small percentage know about this or, or follow what the belief we have. So today I want you to encourage you to play the odds, be faithful in your servants of God, you need to stay strong in our cities, Dousman, Wales, Economic, Exonia, to find those that are seeking this truth that can do for them, change their lives, and determine where they spend eternity. And then we go to Matthew 24. Some other examples. Matthew 24, 35. It says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But of that day and hour no man knoweth, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day of, that Noah entered the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then there shall be two in the field, that one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, that one shall be taken, the other left. And examples of people playing the odds, but got caught counting cards of life. Watch therefore, if ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. So verse 43. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known to watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be as ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is faithful and wise servant, who his Lord hath made ruler of his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed that servant whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find doing. A couple weeks ago, we had a training with Brother Soto. I'm uh, talking about volunteers, talking about um, ministry in church and in, um, in service to God. 
And he made a statement that said, church needs faithful people, not just people of faith. So in looking at that, now faith, you can have faith one time. It's something that, you know, you believe in something. Um, could just be something that is, you know, faith can move mountains. So that could be one event. But he's talking about faithful servant. Definitely faithful means loyal, constant, and steadfast. So having your faith, but faith in action. The Bible says faith without works is dead. So verse 47 says, Verily I am saying to you that she made him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming. So in this case, he had the faith in his Lord. The faith in his Lord is coming back, but he didn't remain faithful. So he kind of dropped down his guard, and then his, faith, his Lord came when he didn't know. So I encourage you today that the Lord is coming back and to stay faithful. One example that I can think of is, um, it kind of fits with all this, is my father-in-law, Rich Thomas. He's been here. He's uh, worked with the altar ministry before. And he was a gambler before um, he came into the church. And uh, to a point where in the mid-70s when he was about to get married, he gambled away his honeymoon money that they'd been saving. So my mother-in-law was not too happy about that. So, um, <clears throat> Found the Lord, started a successful um, drywall business. In uh, about mid-90s, he decided to go into ministry full-time, became assistant pastor. And early... About 2001, had a call to start a new church in Stoughton, which is near Madison. Plans changed when the pastor in Madison got cancer. He went back to the church in Madison full-time and put the Stoughton church on hold. But that was always there. Um, about three years ago, he was early 70s, kind of starting to wind down. He kind of working less at the church, um, but not really ready to stop working. So about a year ago, the Lord put back in his heart, Stoughton again. And he put back on his drywall clothes, and they found a building, and he put sweat into this building. In December, they opened a church in Stoughton. And so at the age of 75, he started a church in Stoughton. So someone who's not counting cards, but faithful. So we continue here with verse 49, and it said, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants to eat and drink with drunken. The Lord of that servant shall come that day when he looked not for him, and that hour he is not aware. And he shall cut him asunder and appoint him a portion of his hypocrites, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We move on to Matthew 25, talking about the virgins, the ten virgins. And verse 25, verse 1 says, then shall the king of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out and to meet him. Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, said, saying, No, not so, lest there not be not enough for us in you, but go ye rather to them that sell 
and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. After it came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he said unto he answered and said, Verily I send to you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. Again, they got caught counting cards. The five got caught counting cards. The other five were faithful and ready. Matthew 25 also talks about talents. Verse 14 says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants, Delivering unto them his goods. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one. To every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. You've heard the statement, um, again, gambling, you have to pay to play. So, the person with the five talents took the five and decided to do something with them. And by taking this five, he ended up getting ten. So again, this didn't happen. It's something he actually did. It was something he put time into and developed other talents. And likewise, he they had two. He also gained two more. So he took two, made four. That's a pretty good um, return on your investment. <clears throat> but it's also something where, again, he took action didn't just happen. Verse 18 says, But he that had one went and digged into the earth and hid his Lord's money. So in this case, he's got talent, but he didn't do anything with it. And so it didn't multiply. It didn't help anybody else. It didn't increase. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, Thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five, five talents more. And the Lord said to him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Again, faithful. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. So, in this case, he took five, got ten. So not only did he get that, but he also got other benefits on top of it. He also received two talents, came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I've gained two more talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done. Good and faithful servant, thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. I think one of the things that it says about talents is it didn't say that all the talents they had were came naturally. They had to work at them, but by working at it, they were able to create more talent and develop, um, in this case, twice as many. Then he, which had received one talent, came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou sowest not, and gathering where thou hast not sown. Strahd. So here he's saying, well, I know that you got talents, and you got things that you probably didn't even know you, where you got coming from, but by putting yourself out there, by making yourself available, these other create more talents. In this case, this person said, well, I, I have a talent, but I'm not going to use it. So I'll just give it back to you. And he said, I was afraid and went and hid the money in the earth, and though there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said to him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou doest that I reap where I sow not and gather where I have not strawed. 
Now let us therefore have put the money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury or interest. So instead of just hiding it, at least he could have put it someplace where somebody else could have make it, used it. But instead, held it inside, buried it, didn't use it. Take therefore the talent with, from them, from him, and give it unto him which had ten talents. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he that shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And kind of a same um, result for not using your talents. So in closing, many of us have talents that we use at Abundant Life. Some of them may be started with some risk, where you persevered and developed them, and you've increased with other talents from the ones you were given naturally. Some also have not been, sorry, some have also talents that are not being invested, and they're not multiplying, but they're buried, not being used. Others have talents that have been invested over years of service, but now are sitting idle, coasting to the end. So I want to encourage you today, use your talents. Well, they're ones that you don't have yet, you can develop, ones you have historically used, um, dig them back out. We can start using them again. No man knows the day or the hours for his own rapture by death or the second coming of Christ. Few people that we can relate to from that um, standpoint. We had a friend that was very faithful. She worked in the sound booth. She was a praise team member. She's always there for ladies' events, helping out. She went to visit um, family in New York last November and died of a heart attack. Not something she planned. 41 years old. So none of us know our day or hour. Other faithful servants. Think of Bob Vick. Think of Sister Franklin. People that, to the end, were faithful. So I challenge you this morning. Play the odds with this truth that we know, knowing that the gate is narrow, and the percentage of the population that will find it is small. But don't get caught counting cards. With your service to God by being idle or losing faith, because soon our Lord will return. Thank you. Let's have a great service. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.